What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with full game replays. You can also replay an entire game and catch all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Before we get started, we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live, which this week will air on Thursday. And this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, first, let me just thank everyone for coming in and checking this out for the first time. And another thank you for all of our loyal listeners checking us out again. Also, thank you for your reaction to yesterday's episode. I feel like we got a lot of really good reaction from our Tyrod versus Justin Herbert episode. So we appreciate you guys you know, coming out for that one. Uh, it was a really good show. But today, we are going to be doing a little fan appreciation. We have a bunch of voicemails we're going to get in today. We'll talk about Anthony Lynn potentially being on the hot seat. We'll talk about James Campen for Coach of the Year, maybe the most important Chargers offseason acquisition, and much more. But we're going to start the show today by talking about how the former Chargers head doctor actually thinks Justin Herbert will be in this week for the Chargers. And we'll also get into the fact that the Chargers ended up signing Jalil. Leo Adai, but it's only to the practice squad. We still wouldn't be surprised if it's maybe more than that, but let's go ahead and get into it. The Los Angeles Chargers former team doctor thinks that Justin Herbert will be playing for the Chargers in week three, and also the Chargers signed Jaleel Ladai to the practice squad. This is Daniel Wade, joined by David Drogemeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. The Chargers fan base has been very busy talking about the Justin Herbert versus Tyrod Taylor debate after Anthony Lynn's comments about Tyrod Taylor still being the starter if he's 100% healthy, but the Chargers' former team doctor David Chow actually came out on Tuesday and said that he thinks Justin Herbert will be the starter for Week 3, and it's not because Anthony Lynn thinks he's better now than Tyrod Taylor and gives them the best chance to win, but because he does not believe that Tyrod Taylor will be back from his injury in time for the Week 3 game against the Carolina Panthers. Basically, what he said was that if they were to put him back out there this Sunday, it could potentially cause his injury to happen again. David, this is someone that is very respected amongst the NFL circle, and he's a guy that's very linked into the league. And it was one key part of Anthony Lynn and his comments was that Tyrod Taylor, if he's 100%, he is going to be the starter, but he might not be 100% in week three, giving Justin Herbert maybe another chance to go out there and prove what he has. Yeah, the former Harvard-educated team physician of the Chargers, Dr. David Chow, who also known as Pro Football Doc on Twitter. Basically, he said that uh, due to the complication that happened due to the shot, the intercostal nerve block, Dr. David Chow hypothesized that if that complication was a new pneumothorax, which is sticking the needle a little bit too far in and actually damaging the outer lining of the lungs, uh, that six to seven days would not be enough time for Tyrod Taylor to be able to not only feel relief from the rib injury, but also be 100% from that accident that occurred due to that shot. So 
I know the Chargers fan base is is definitely very excited about Justin Herbert and everything they saw in week two against the Chiefs, and it, it seems like Dr. David Chow believes that Justin Herbert is again going to be at the helm at the starting quarterback position for the Chargers in week three. I know a lot of Charger fans want to see it. We'll see if it happens. I know the Chargers organization is going to be monitoring Tyrod Taylor's health very closely, and I'm sure they're going to wait till the very last second to make that decision. And I'm sure if there's any opportunity for him to re-injure it or if it's more likely for him to re-injure it, that they will feel good enough with Justin Herbert to put him back out there. And it'll be another shot for the rookie to potentially try to keep the starting job full-time. His biggest knock was the mistakes and not winning the game from head coach Anthony Lynn. And he'll have a chance to potentially fix that on Sunday against the Panthers. But the Chargers also made a roster transaction on Tuesday when they signed former safety Jaleel Adai to their practice squad. And the practice squad has been a little bit different in 2020 with the relaxed rules of bringing players up for games, having an additional two players you can bring up on game day to the active roster. And I think that Jaleel Adai could be a prime candidate for that. And David, the Chargers obviously needed the depth at safety. Yeah, they definitely needed the depth at safety after Derwin James goes down with the injury before the season starts. And in this most recent game against the Chiefs, you see Rayshon Jenkins go down with a groin injury. The depth at the safety position all of a sudden manifests itself in the form of sixth-round pick Alohi Gilman, and the Chargers definitely did not feel comfortable with that. So they are going to take advantage of the the new COVID-19 rules, which allow NFL teams to have NFL veterans on the practice squad. That's something that's new to this year, and it's definitely a smart move for the Chargers to bring in somebody that they're familiar with. You saw that on Hard Knocks when Anthony Lynn said that, hey, you know, we're going to bring in guys that we know that that know the system. And Jalil Adai, in his you know career with the Chargers, didn't do that bad. He had 372 tackles, 21 passes defensed, a cut, three forced fumbles, and two interceptions. So you know he definitely brings some depth. If they bring him in as a strong safety, let him play in the box. He is a physical hitter. Uh, he can definitely help this team. I think they just needed to add another body, especially with Rayshon Jenkins going down. You needed to bring somebody in that knew the system and could help you contribute right away. And I think he brings a lot of veteran leadership as well. His time with the Chargers was tumultuous, especially his last season playing out of position at free safety when the Chargers ended up bringing in Derwin James in that draft. But in the right situations, I think he can be beneficial for this team. He got better at strong safety, wasn't taking as many kill shots his last season playing that position. He actually played it quite well, but we'll see what shape he's in when he shows up for the Chargers and we'll see if he actually gets some playing time right away or if he's just there for depth and somebody to be there in case another one of the Chargers safeties go down. But we do have two more segments to get into because we have a ton of voicemails to get into, including maybe Justin Herbert not throwing as hard as we thought he would and much more coming up right after this. But first, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. 
NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Just go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Alright guys, well it's time to get into some voicemails and we definitely, with all the support that you guys have given us this week in, you know, throughout time and especially since this football season started ratcheting up again and listening to the show all the time, wanted to have a little fan appreciation show. So we're going to be getting into a bunch of voicemail calls today. So much to talk about, a lot of very different questions and we get to cover a lot of different topics that we might not get to cover all in one show. So that's why we really like it. So let's hear Joe from Jersey who was very impressed by Sunday's performance and wants to give another post-game reaction. Hey guys, it's Joe from Jersey giving you another instant reaction from the game that just ended about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed with the loss, but uh, I think uh, I have to look more long-term than just this loss today. I'm very, very impressed with today's performance. I thought we were going to get smoked today. Um, I was so happy to see Herbert starting the game. I know I feel bad for Ty- Tyrod, but it worked out for us. I think we found ourselves a, a a quarterback. I don't want to see Tyrod again. I think uh, this is Herbert's job now, I hope, anyway. Uh, he showed poise, the arm. He was mobile. He looked like, most of all, he just was in control and didn't look like it was too big for him, which was just beautiful. The defensive game plan was awesome by Bradley, for the most part, for three and a half quarters. I thought it was just phenomenal. The pressure, Tillery, Bosa, Ingram, all over the joint. It was beautiful. Um I didn't like at the end of the game, um, towards the end of the game where we're on the goal line, we run two very boring running plays, and then we decide to pass the ball, and that play, that play was a mess. Uh, I thought that was a little conservative, and this whole game plan was pretty much aggressive up until that point. I think we went into a shell there. It didn't really work out too much for us. And uh, I love Joey Bosa, um, and he had been quoted saying that he wanted to have the game on the line, and he wanted to be there, and he wanted to do this and that. When the game was on the line and being the defense, you know, the, the highest paid defensive player in the game, I didn't like seeing him out of the game, uh, for towards the end of the game. I know he was gassed. I, I get it. But I mean, that's what you pay the guy for to, to put the game away or to hold them off. I didn't like seeing him out of the game and I love him, but I don't know. What'd you guys think about that? What do you think about my thoughts there? Thanks guys. You guys are awesome. Take care. Bolt up. So I think that'll be a theme for these voicemails is just most of the fans agreeing with us that they want Justin Herbert to be the starting quarterback going forward, which is not something we know is going to happen at this point. I mean, if Anthony Lincoln could have his way, I'm sure he would have Tyrod Taylor out there this weekend. But I want to stick to something that you said at the end there talking about Joey Bosa being out near the end of the game. Obviously, yes, he is the highest paid defensive player in the NFL right now and in NFL history. I don't think it was all just about him being gas, David. I think that going into the week, you knew he had a triceps injury. He was out there with a sleeve. But there is one thing I will say about it, and that is even if he is on a snap count, so to speak, you would still like him to be out there in those crucial moments. But I don't think it was just the tiredness. Obviously, he has some sort of injury, and they're trying to limit what he's able to do on Sundays. Yeah, of course, you want to see your best pass rusher in there on the most important and significant downs, you know, those third and longs and those, you know, situations where you can close ball games out. But you also have to manage the injury. I mean, 
him being out for a couple of plays here and there is much better than the alternative of him being out for a couple of games or, God forbid, more than that. So the Chargers are doing the smart thing by monitoring his snaps, by limiting him to you know kind of protect him from against himself. But it really hasn't made that much of a difference because if you look up right now, the top pressures among an, uh, NFL pass rushers right now, you're going to see a name that's pretty familiar. It's Joey Bosa. So Joey Bosa is still wreaking absolute havoc out there. He is still the same person. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see these guys get gassed, Daniel. I mean, this is just the second game with no preseason. It definitely has taken its toll. I think you're going to see the quality of football improve game over game this season. Yeah, and it's hard to tell how much of it was conditioning, but his 17 pressures do lead the NFL right now. And Jerry Tillery is actually up there as far as defensive tackles in the AFC as well. So their Chargers pass rush has not been an issue. But of course, if you're going to have him on a snap count, maybe take a couple more of those early snaps away from him to make sure he's able to be out there, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter and overtime. I totally can understand it from that aspect. But let's get into the next voicemail caller. This is the one and only Lamlock, the cursed one. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey, man, man, it's your boy, Lamb Locked the Curse. He's back. It's been a minute since I've been with you guys, you know. Hey, I had some bad news. I did watch the game uh, today. It was a good game. So hopefully the Lamb Lock Curse didn't, you know, affect this game. But I'm not going to lie. The Chargers are looking good. That defense is really looking good. Probably top three in the league. Imagine if they had Jordan James, you know, healthy, you know. I'm really impressed with Herbert. And uh, I, I believe he should keep starting for the rest of the season. I, I, I never had hopes for uh, Taylor. So, hey, if, if I'm, Charge fans should not be disappointed after this game because they did really good against the Super Bowl's contending team. So, hey, it is an exciting future. So, we'll see how the season goes. I hope I see the, the Colts and the Chargers in the playoffs um, later this season. So, we'll see. Uh, still bowl games, don't bang, so I still have love for the Chargers. We'll see how the season goes. So it's pretty exciting. All right, see you guys. <laughs> well, I do think a Colts-Chargers playoff matchup would be pretty cool. I would definitely root for that. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but let's be honest. I mean, you definitely had an impact on the game. I guess the biggest thing that really... I question now is, should I be happy that you watched the game and Justin Herbert did so good or that you watched the game and once again the curse one strikes and the Chargers lose the game? So let's have you not watch the next game with Justin Herbert and see what happens so we can kind of get to the bottom of this. But this Chargers defense being a top three defense, wow, I mean, through two weeks, it's it's really too soon to tell. I mean, it, it is crazy to imagine what it would look like with Derwin James, David, but the first week against Cincinnati, they got a little bit lucky on a couple of deep passes that were overthrown by Joe Burrow. They ended up coming up back to bite them in the second game against the Kansas City Chiefs with that 50-yard Tyreek Hill touchdown. So I think the Chargers had to prove a little bit more on those deep passes that Nazir Adderley can get there or whoever's playing safety in the general vicinity. But if this Chargers defense had Derwin James, it would definitely be top three. And even without it, I mean, it still has a chance to be a really good squad. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I think you're also really excited about the new additions, too. I think Kenneth Murray's looked really good. I think Linval Joseph has definitely made an impact in the middle of the defensive line. Uh, I think even, you know, Nick Vigil has played, you know, pretty decently. I think Kaiser White has quietly played 
pretty well for this football team too. So yeah, they're getting contributions from guys they didn't necessarily get last year, and that's only a good thing. I mean, that defense last year was pretty good. Do they have the potential to be a top three defense? I mean, yes, because I mean, I'm the guy that said they have the potential to be top five, even without Derwin James. I mean, yes. Does it hurt watching Derwin James only, you know, be available to play Madden against celebrities on the weekends? Hell yes. It sucks, man. I know he hates it too. I mean, I know he'd much rather be on the football field with his brothers, knocking skulls and taking the league by storm like we all knew he was going to do. But unfortunately, that is just not the case. But like I said before, I think you're going to see the quality of football get better week after week, and that is definitely going to be with the Chargers defense. As long as Gus Bradley keeps putting his playmakers in position to make plays and succeed, that's definitely going to help. But, Daniel, they have to get more interceptions and turnovers if they're going to be a top three defense. Yeah, David, they definitely have to get turnovers, and that will be a key for the Chargers, especially when not knowing what we're going to get from them offensively on any given day so I think the Chargers defense has a chance to be really good but they still have some things they got to work out and the depth is still working itself out on the back end as well but let's get into the next voicemail caller this one's from Giancarlo wondering if we really saw any zip on those Justin Herbert passes hey guys this is Giancarlo from Lancaster after seeing Justin start I've got to say he doesn't look like he has the zip on the ball that I see from other quarterbacks in the league and I'm not sure if it's just a Chargers thing or not, because at week one, Tyrod looked like he was just floating balls up there. Um, just an observation. I don't know if you guys noticed that as well, uh, or you have thoughts regarding that. Could that be an improvement spot for Justin Herbert or Tyrod Taylor? Phillip Rivers did that so great. You know, he just zipped the ball in there with this very awkward throwing motion. Um, can we expect some more of that coming from Justin in the future? Hold up. So for this one, it's a little bit hard because I think I know what plays you're talking about. There was definitely some plays where it looked like Justin Herbert was trying to put maybe some touch on the ball. But, I mean, I think there was problems in this game, David, with Justin Herbert throwing the ball too hard. I mean, you see the throw in the back of the end zone. That was flat-footed. That one was pretty much on a line. Maybe not, you know, a cannon on that one as far as the speed of the actual ball itself. But that's a very impressive throw to do from that platform. But I, I get Phillip Rivers, like... People are going to think that's funny just because Philip Rivers obviously was never known for that arm strength, but we all knew that there was those times where he would have a receiver on a crossing route or something like that, and that weird arm angle sidearm, he just rockets one into somebody. But I think Justin Herbert had more of a problem with his passes being too hard than not having enough zip on them. Yeah, I don't think there's any anything you're going to have to worry about as far as arm strength. I think Justin Herbert displayed a, several different times on Sunday that arm strength is definitely not a problem. I think he can definitely get it there. And also, don't confuse, you know, touch and and, you know, for not having strength. I mean, sometimes you got to put the ball in a certain spot and, you know, a rocket throw is not necessarily the answer. So, arm strength is not a problem for Justin Herbert. He's definitely got that in spades. Yeah, and we saw some balls tip off receivers' hands and things like that. But even the Mike Williams throw in overtime, just getting that ball in there that quickly in such a pretty tight window. I mean, a lot of really, really tough throws and a lot of throws that he wouldn't have been able to make unless he had that arm strength. But you also saw in the interception, sometimes he can rely on it too much. But let's get into the next voicemail card. This one is Josh from Wisconsin. Let's hear what he asked for us this week. Hey, guys. This is uh, Josh from Wisconsin. Obviously, I know you saw how amazing. I haven't listened to the show yet today. I'm about to here soon, but um, obviously, I know you saw how how good Herbert did and uh, all what uh, Anthony Lynn said. So there's there's a hashtag going around on Twitter. I don't uh, 
I don't know how many people you are using it or how many times times it's been used, but the fire Lynn hashtag and all that, and everybody's kind of pissed off at Lynn because of, he wants to put Tyrod back in and everything. So uh, I just want to know if you guys think if he keeps Tyrod in for the next few weeks or whatever, what you guys think about that and whether he's on the hot seat after all this. So uh, thanks, guys. So this is something, obviously, that's been going along with disagreeing with Anthony Lynn's decision to go with Tyrod Taylor going forward. I'm not just going to go out here and say the Chargers should fire Anthony Lynn for it. I can totally disagree with the position, and I think that he really risks losing some people in this locker room and having some of his players start to question him if they don't believe that he wants to win these games or can pick the right person to help the Chargers win these games, but... I think it is a fair question to wonder if you would put him on the hot seat, David, if they go back to Tyrod Taylor and the season is a disaster. Yeah, I don't see it, man. I just don't see the the Chargers wanting to, to fire Anthony Lynn right now. I think Anthony Lynn said, hey, let me get my quarterback. Let me show you what I can do with my guy. And that's not Tyrod Taylor. That's Justin Herbert. So I think the Chargers organization is going to give him an opportunity to do that. They're definitely going to be monitoring that situation very closely. And if he fumbles you know, the development of a six overall pick, especially at quarterback, then yes, I am sure that he will be fired. Absolutely. And that's the kind of thing with the situation is he has the trump card of basically saying, well, we don't know what he would look like yet. We don't know if we made the wrong decision on that until we see him next year. And the next year, if he plays well, then it's like, okay, well, look what we did because we waited. So he's kind of in a no-lose position that way, at least with management. But management sees the outrage right now on the social media. They hear these things. So I do think that they want him out there, you know, to bring the excitement to this team. But it's just hard to tell what it would do to his development to you know maybe start a couple of games, have your coach say some questionable things, and then get yanked out for a guy that you probably know that you're better than and give a better chance for the team to win the game. But we have a bunch more voicemails to get into in the next segment. We'll talk about if James Campen, the Chargers offensive line coach, is actually the best acquisition from this free agency period and much more coming up right after this. But this episode is also brought to you by MyBookie. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. All right, well, it's time to get into the rest of these voicemails. We're going to start with Donnie from Wisconsin, who has some very, very smart things he wants to get on the show today. Another Wisconsin, back-to-back Wisconsin calls. That's always fun to see Chargers fans across America and sometimes even abroad. But let's hear what Donnie has for us this week. What's up, guys? This is Donnie from Wisconsin. Uh, I just wanted to start this call by applauding Daniel on his tirade on Tuesday. Um, I never agreed with anything you've ever said more about playing playing uh, Herbert, starting Herbert. Like you said, how do you go to your team, tell them you want to win, and then start Tyrod? Uh, I was very impressed with him. Very impressed with Kelly and uh, Eckler. Like the passes to the running back more. Keenan was getting open. Just uh, really just wanted to call to call and tell you that that was a heck of a heck of a statement you said there, Daniel. All right, later. <laughs> well. Donnie, I want to say I appreciate it, man. I know you reached out and said that you called in just because of what I had to say on yesterday's show. And when I listened back to it, I didn't realize how you know heated I was. I mean, honestly, kind of emotional just thinking about these players potentially turning on their coach 
because that how do you go to these guys and tell them you know their production's going away because you want to go with a guy that's more conservative and doesn't turn the ball over but really appreciate the call Donnie you always call in I always appreciate hearing from you man thank you again but this time we have Ryan from Oregon let's hear what Ryan from Oregon has to say first time caller Hey guys, this is uh, Ryan from Oregon. I've been listening to a while. The uh, first time I'm calling in. It. So being from Oregon, I was never a fan of Herbert. Uh, I'm an Oregon State fan, so I always hated Herbert when he was in college. But what I watched on Sunday was spectacular. Like I don't know how Hensky Lane can watch the film from the Bengals, the Chiefs, and pick Tyrod. The offense looks smoother. It, it just looks way better with Herbert. Uh, uh, let me know what you guys think. Um, gonna keep listening. So, thanks for all you guys do. <laughs> well, this one's pretty funny. I definitely understand that. That must have been something hard for you to swallow when the Chargers took Justin Herbert sixth overall, being a you know Oregon State fan and a Chargers fan at the same time. That's kind of a conundrum, but. It's crazy to me, David, that I guess Justin Herbert can wow an Oregon State fan from turning into a Justin Herbert believer after previously not liking him, but he can't convince his head coach that he's the right guy for the job. <laughs> That's uh, definitely a little bit of a shot there from Daniel. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you look at this situation and, and you're not the only one, man. I mean, we had several people that called in after Justin Herbert was picked by the Chargers and were like, man, I hate this pick. You know, I, I, can't, I definitely, you know, can't see it, him with the Chargers. This is wrong. That's wrong. Everybody has something negative to say. I mean, that's why you got to kind of reserve judgment until these guys go out there on the football field and really show you what they can do. Yeah, maybe we're getting a little bit too caught up after one game and the Chiefs didn't have any time to prepare. Uh, but, hey, you still can't take away from the fact that, you know, this is an NFL game. He went out there and he performed at a very high level. Hopefully he can continue to duplicate that, but, I mean, I think there's just no mistaking the fact that the offense looked better with Justin Herbert under center. Yeah, and I agree with the statement of I don't know how you could watch the tape and think that Tyrod Taylor had a better offensive performance than Justin Herbert did. And it all just goes back to thinking that, you know, an ugly Bengals win is more impressive than a very close game against the reigning Super Bowl champs. It's just something I'm not going to agree with. But did we have all... But we also have Tyler here from Northwestern PA. Let's hear what he has for us. What's up, Locked On? This is uh, Tyler Collin from Northwestern PA. Just got done listening to the uh, Tuesday episode, the Herbert versus Tyrod talk, and I wanted to weigh in. Um, I agree with you guys 100%. I mean, you know, sitting here as a Chargers fan after this, it really feels like a win. I mean, nobody thought we had a chance to even hang with those guys and you're right, Justin Herbert, you know, he brought the energy back to the players, the fans. I mean, you know, I don't know about you guys, but now I'm feeling confident that we could maybe go like 9-7 and seven and 8-8 eight and eight and sneak in as a wild card and get a playoff game. But and you're right, this does suck for Tyrod, and I feel bad for him. But, I mean, let's be honest, guys. He's, he's a journeyman quarterback. This, <laughs> this is going to happen. We knew that Tyrod wasn't going to – start all 16 games and lead us to a couple playoff wins. No, we knew he was going to come in for a couple games and probably before the halfway point, you know, probably be the same exact thing that happened to him in Cleveland and just watch him get phased out and let the new young guy come in. So those are my thoughts. So feeling real optimistic. Hope some of these guys get uh, healed up and we get that defense back to full health and, you know, let's go Bolts. So obviously we've covered a lot of this and you know how we feel about Justin Herbert versus Tyrod, but I do want to focus on part of this. I do think 
really, we all thought at some point this season, potentially Justin Herbert could come in. But now I want to talk about the playoffs part of this. Because, David, I don't think there's any question right now. If you think of one Chargers quarterback that you believe more could get you to the playoffs this year, it's actually the guy with one career start, and that is Justin Herbert. I mean, this offense was so much more exciting. And that was something we focused on yesterday is just how much of the energy you could feel coming through your TV just on how much this team really was getting behind Justin Herbert during that game and all of these guys just performing much better than they did the week before. Some of that could just be coincidence, but it just had a different feel. And honestly, if I was to pick one of those teams, I didn't think the Chargers had a chance to make the playoffs after week one unless they barely squeaked in. And honestly, at this point, I think I would take my chances with Justin Herbert, and I think he probably has more of a chance to get them to the playoffs as a rookie. Well, it just seems like he's able to push the ball down the field and get the ball in his playmaker's hands a little bit more effectively than Tyrod Taylor was able to display against the Bengals. I mean, that defense against the Bengals is not great, and they were only able to muster one touchdown. So that's just not going to cut it. I mean, Justin Herbert threw for a touchdown and ran for a touchdown himself. So, I mean, the kid definitely has that it factor. I mean, that's what I'm saying in this offense he looks much better. I know Keenan Allen's happier. I know Austin Eckler's happier. He's getting the ball in these guys' hands and, and watching them do what they do best. Even Joe Reed got an opportunity in the offense, which is something we've been clamoring for. I just that you, you can't simulate the difference. You can see it, too. It's just night and day. The offense moves forward at a higher rate, at a better pace, with Justin Herbert under center. And I agree. I think he would definitely be the one that would help the Chargers get to the playoffs better. I mean, the kid is very smart. I think he's, you know, he's a guy that's going to learn from his mistakes and he's going to get better immediately. I mean, you're going to have to learn with you're going to have to learn and roll with those mistakes, but hopefully he's able to limit them as he goes. And at this point, the thought was never that the Chargers were going to win a Super Bowl anyways. I mean, I don't think anyone really had Super Bowl expectations being realistic about this team with Tyrod Taylor because I think he puts a ceiling on your offense. And I feel like not that Justin Herbert gives you a chance to win the Super Bowl, but you also see him at times putting the team on his back and making a throw like he did to Keenan Allen, running it into the end zone when nobody's open. I mean, just being able to create points for this offense and take it upon himself to make big plays. It's just really crazy because there are so many things that he had to work on coming into it, his footwork, his anticipation. I mean, the anticipation doesn't get much better than some of the throws that we saw on Sunday. His footwork had its moments, but overall looked much better. I just think that the Chargers have a better chance to win almost every Sunday right now with Justin Herbert at quarterback. But we do have one more voicemail to get into. This is Craig from Texas, one of our favorites. Let's hear what he has for us. Hey, fellas, it's Craig out in Texas. Man, uh, after having a night to sleep on it, I think I finally come down a little bit, and so uh, some of my thoughts are settled. But um, Jay Herbo, man, um, he's got to be the guy going forward. Um, I love Tyrod, and I hate the same thing's going to happen to him as what seemed to have happened um, when he was a Brown, basically ushering in a new era for a new quarterback without fully having the season to uh, show what he can do, uh, again, due to injury. But kind of is what it is. Uh, just a couple of things I want to touch on in the question for you. It's really nice to have somebody that can not only sit in the pocket and move around, but deliver strikes, man. I feel like in the entirety of the time that I've been a Charger fan, which started in the Drew Brees era, 
Um, we've just not had a guy like that. And to see that is super refreshing. Um, being able to move the ball up and down the field, guys throwing flat-footed strikes for touchdowns, uh, it is just an amazing thing. But uh, a couple more insights, man. Eckler all over the place. Awesome. It's just great to have him contributing in multiple ways. The Josh Kelly train, again, I'm the conductor. Anybody wants a board? Yeah, more than welcome. Uh, I'll give you maybe another week. I said the cutoff was yesterday, but uh, I think I'm going to be nice about it. But uh, anyway, uh, not to draw this out too long, man. Defensive line, amazing. Offensive line, like I was saying in the offseason, James Camper might actually be the MVP uh, offseason edition, man. Like, to be able to plug up holes with so many guys out and that turnstile of an offensive line, that's saying something. Um, so just to kind of end it off, I'm wondering, um, guys, what are you thinking? Tyrod's okay. <sighs> Can you put him back in? And if not, then um, let's just ride this out with Herbert, man, the rest of the way and get it going. I- I'm all about it. Um, he's the guy now, should be. That's my personal opinion. But, again, thanks as always, fellas. Uh, Bo gang it, bang. Later. So, Craig, I think that we all kind of needed to take a night to gather our thoughts and kind of figure out how we felt about it. But it sounds like, you know, you woke up feeling the same as everyone else, that Tyrod Taylor, it sucks that he has to go out this way if it if it goes that way. But it's time to give Justin Herbert the ball. And I really want to focus on one thing. After I say that, you definitely have been hyping up the Josh Kelly train. So I definitely want to give you credit there. And I also want to say that I was trying to tell you guys is a little bit better at catching passes than we had seen from him so far. And I knew he would be a threat in the receiving game. But the one thing I want to talk about is James Campen because we've talked about it a couple of times. I don't think we can talk about it enough, David. This Chargers offensive line going through injuries, not having Troy Turner week one, not having Brian Bulaga most of week two. And this looking like the most impressive Chargers offensive line that we've seen in a long time and they've even been consistent in these games like it it doesn't make any sense to me and the only common denominator there really is to look at because we've seen most of these guys is that James Campen has done a tremendous job with a very limited offseason and got these guys ready so I don't even think it's necessarily overblown to say he might be the biggest addition that they made this offseason. I mean I don't think it's any more clear than by remembering that the two tackles that played for the Chargers on Sunday was Sam Tevy at left tackle and Trey Pipkins at right tackle for the majority of that game. And did you notice them? Did they did they stand out in a bad way? I mean, normally if an offensive lineman's getting called out, it's for a penalty or for a missed block. And we didn't hear their names at all on Sunday. And I think that is a true, not only on Sunday, but against the Bengals too. I mean, I think it stretches back that far too. I, you got to give James James Campen a ton of credit because before this season, we were scared to absolute death to see those guys on the football field and to see how they come out and perform and respond. I think there's no more glowing uh, recommendation or commendation that you can put out there than what they did for their offensive line coach. I mean, wow, what a difference. One, it's not just the playing well either. It's also the lack of those penalties because it's not like these guys are getting beat and getting holding calls against them. I mean, I don't know if we've seen really any offensive line penalties. I mean, probably because most of the ones that stand out to me are the defense jumping offside six times. But, I mean, usually the penalties for the offensive line is something that have been a big issue. They're not holding. They're not allowing pressures 
Dan Feeney has turned into a good player all of a sudden and has a magic mullet. Forrest Lamp is turning into everything we dreamed he would be. I mean, it's just been crazy so far. And that discipline they have makes you feel a lot better about sending Justin Herbert out there because if the offensive line was shot, then you wouldn't want him out there just taking a beating. But he showed that even under pressure, some of his best throws came then. He did not get rattled. He jumped right back up and he was delivering strikes. So hopefully Justin Herbert can go out again this week if Tyra Taylor can't go and just continue to show why he should be the starter for this team. And for James Campen, I mean, I don't think you can really overblow how big he has been for this offense. I said he was the biggest acquisition this offseason, but I guess that's still Limbaugh Joseph, just literally the biggest acquisition that they brought in this offseason, the, the biggest guy on the team. I mean, he's been giant for the Chargers metaphorically and physically. I mean, he's been a monster for them doing a lot of that dirty work inside. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Tomorrow is crossover Thursday, so David will be joining the Locked On Panthers to get into this weekend's matchup. But until then, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On LAC and to like the Facebook page Locked On Chargers. And I know sometimes the links on Twitter or Facebook could get messed up at times. We've had some issues with those, but you can always get the show by subscribing to us wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's the best way to get them. And if you do that, you will get it before everyone else does. But if you guys want to be the next callers on the voicemail line, the number is 323-524-7924. We're still kind of trying to find a way in the regular season slate of shows that we can fit in voicemails. And today we were able to get into a bunch of them. But the number is 323-524-7924 again. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail on the show. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.